Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Anytime you're in the Huntsville area, we hope you'll stop in and be part of our worship. Sunday morning worship is at 9 o'clock, with Bible class immediately following. Sunday evening worship is at 5. Midweek Bible study is held Wednesdays at 7. I'll be reading two passages from God's Word. First, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 9. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. You may be seated. Oh, that men would give thanks unto the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Somebody says, Brother Demar, why did you say that three times? Well, in the Hebrew or the Chaldee language in which the Old Testament was written, when a word is used three times in succession, it carries the import of being in the superlative degree. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 6, The seraphim said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Meaning that God is holy in the superlative degree. I believe that God is good in the superlative degree. In Psalms 107, in verse 1, it it speaks of the goodness of the Lord. That the Lord is good. Then in verse 2, it says, let the redeemed say so. In other words, young people, let the redeemed tell it. It's not enough to think in our minds that God is good. God wants us to express his goodness in the land of the living. I've lived long enough, as the psalmist said, I've lived long enough to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Dixie and Big John and I are so happy today that our youngest daughter, Tanya, and her husband, Bill Thomas, are here today. They surprised us. We didn't know they were coming. So, Tanya and Bill, it's good to have you here today. Hey, listen, I'm reminded of the preacher who would preach. Uh, uh, he was a little long-winded, and so he would go overtime uh, occasionally, most of the time. And so he was up preaching, and, and there was a visitor that was sitting right out of right about here. And he noticed him early on, and so uh, when, when his time ran out, he went over a little bit. Uh, it wasn't long until this visitor said, Pharaoh. Boy, that, that startled the preacher. He, he, he never heard such a thing. And he, he looked out there and he, 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 he kind of, but he went on, you know. And so he went on a few more minutes over time. And the visitor said in a little louder voice, he said, Pharaoh. And so the preacher said, he went ahead and he wrapped up. He said, man, he wrapped up that message and he was standing at the back shaking him out. 
I don't know if that's the back or the front. I never have figured that out. But he was standing back there and he was shaking them out as preachers will do. And he was watching that visitor. He said, man, he said, I've got to ask that man what he meant by that. He said, I've never heard that. So the, the visitor worked his way up. He, yeah, he said, well, it's so good to have you today. He said, we really appreciate your being here. He said, but now listen. He said, I've been preaching a long time. I've gotten a lot of amens over the years, but I've never heard anybody say Pharaoh. He said, what did you mean by that? The visitor smiled real big, and he said, let my people go. <laughs> so by the time I finish with this lesson, somebody may be saying Pharaoh. Our text is from Isaiah 11 and verse 9. And I believe, I, Dixon and I have been tending here long enough to know, and I know the history of the West Huntsville Church of Christ. I believe this is the heart of this church. In that scripture it says, For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. I believe that emphasizes, today is the day of omissions day here. I believe that's the mission-mindedness of this church. The West Huntsville Church of Christ wants to fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord. But somebody says, can this be? Can this really be achieved? Can it be accomplished? Yes, it can. When every Christian is unashamed and standing boldly, in their place. One of the scripture texts for the morning is this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Nor of me his prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8. Paul told Timothy not to have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Paul urged Timothy not to be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. We must never be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Boldness. Boldness is needed. Every Christian needs to stand in his or her place. Unashamed. Bold. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Boldness comes. Listen to me. Boldness comes when we have a huge faith. Four times in the book of Matthew... Jesus said, Oh, you of little faith. Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 6, chapter 8, chapter 14, and chapter 16. We need to launch out in faith. Every Christian, every Christian needs to stand in their place. Every Christian needs to have a huge faith. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power 
You ought to have a spirit within you of power. In Mark the ninth chapter and verse 24, immediately after the father of the child, this child, the father cried out in tears, I believe, oh Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. At West Huntsville, we need to cry out, Oh, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. We need a faith like Abraham's faith. A big faith. A huge faith. In Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Why should we be ashamed when we believe in our hearts that God is in control? Young people don't ever be ashamed of the name you wear, the name Christian. All of us need to understand that God is in control. Do we believe Romans the 8th chapter and verse 28? We know that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. Paul said, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, then who can be against us? How can men be ashamed of the gospel when we realize that we have God on our side? Again, Paul said, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 1 and verse 16. The gospel is God's power unto salvation. How can any man be ashamed of God's power, God's dynamo, God's dynamite unto salvation? God makes men fearless. Men of God do not always start out bold. I think boldness is a process. Peter displayed cowardice a number of times in his life. In Matthew, the 14th chapter, verse 30, you will remember that Jesus came walking On the water to the disciples, it was a storm raging. You recall that Peter said, Lord, he asked the Lord, can I, let me come to you. And remember Jesus looked at Peter and said, come. Peter stepped out of the boat. He began to walk on the water. But Peter took his eyes off of the Lord. He was looking at the waves which were huge and boisterous. The wind was howling and blowing. Peter became afraid. Peter lost faith. Peter doubted. And he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, Lord, save me. You remember the story Jesus reached out and took him by the hand? And Jesus said, oh, you of 
little faith. The apostle Peter also betrayed, uh, uh, displayed cowardice in his life. On another occasion, you remember when Jesus was arrested? Peter is in the courtyard in Matthew chapter 26, verses 69 through 75. Our Lord Jesus Christ is being spat upon. He is being slapped in the face by the palms of hands. He is being mocked and he's being ridiculed. And you remember a little maiden girl, she came and she said to Peter, you're one of them. And Peter said, I know not this man. He denied. A little while later, another young lady comes up to Peter and he said, she says, you, you were with Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I know not this man. Later on, just a little while later, some of the others came up to him and said, Surely you're one of them, for your speech betrayeth you. He began to curse and to swear, I do not know this man. And guess what happened? Right then, the rooster crowed. Another occasion, Peter's faith was weak, and he was fearful again in his life. In Galatians chapter 2, Verses 11 and 12, the apostle Paul withstood him to the face. Peter had been fellowshipping with the, with the Gentiles. But when the Jews came up, those of the circumcision, Peter withdrew himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those of the circumcision. But P Peter, in his life, he grows he becomes stronger in his faith and his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember the Apostle Paul. He confessed fearful tendencies. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3, Paul said, I was, listen to this, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling Folks, this is the Apostle Paul. Listen to it again. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much... Listen, he didn't say in trembling. Oh, no, he said, and in much trembling. Paul asked the Ephesians to pray for him. He said that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that, it, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. We Christians today, we at the West Huntsville Church of Christ, we need to pray, oh God, help us to be bold in our service to Thee. I never dreamed when I started preaching some 58 years ago that I would live to see, now watch this, so-called, so-called gospel preachers who were ashamed of the name they wear 
the name Christian and the church of Christ that we are to be proclaiming. We're living in a day when so-called gospel preachers want to change the name of the church of Christ. Listen, Romans 16, 16, it still reads, greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. All the churches of Christ greet you. Dare we, dare we be ashamed of the name that God has given that blood-bought institution, the church. It's called the church of Christ. Let us never be ashamed of that name. Let us never be ashamed to say to people, not in a boastful or bragging way, but in a sincere way, I am a Christian. I am a member of the church of Christ. That's what God named his church. And we should never be ashamed of it. We need to develop boldness. And if we don't develop boldness, the earth will never be full of the knowledge of the Lord. The council noticed the boldness of Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 at verse 13. Paul later confessed confidence in the face of trials and chains and tribulations that awaited him. You see, remember Paul said he, he, was, he, was, he came to them in fear and, and much trembling? But something has happened to the apostle Paul. Now... He is bold. Now he is willing to go to Jerusalem and die. He doesn't mind being in chains. He doesn't mind the tribulations. He and his life developed. He didn't start out with it. Listen, folks, we don't start out with it. But we need boldness. And boldness comes when we are not, when we're not ashamed of who we are. The Apostle Paul, at this point in his life, he's not ashamed of the name he wore. He's not ashamed of the, the church that he was proclaiming by gospel proclamation. He was not ashamed to say, the church of Christ. Now listen to me. Please listen to me. This next point is an important point. We are living in a day when preaching is not fashionable. What I'm doing right now is not fashionable in today's world. But it is through the foolishness of preaching that men will be saved. Listen carefully. The earth will never be full of the knowledge of the Lord without 
gospel proclamation. I believe in gospel proclamation. I believe in preaching the word of God. I believe in the power of preaching. The early Christians were not ashamed of Christ. They were not ashamed of his church. And because they were not ashamed, they turned the world upside down. Acts 17 verse 6. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, these that have turned the world upside down have come here too. Listen, West Huntsville, let's turn the world upside down. We can do it, and I appreciate that amen. It can be done. It must be done. And it will be done if we're, if we're unashamed and standing boldly in our place. We can turn this world upside down for Christ. Paul was not ashamed. He said, listen to what he said to the Corinthians. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Why was the earth filled with the knowledge of the Lord in that day? Because those disciples were not ashamed. Those disciples stood in their place. And they literally turned the world upside down. We need every Christian here at West Huntsville standing in their place. The doors of opportunity to fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord, those doors are standing wide open today. Listen to me. Here's an elder right here. There is a need for leadership in the church. We need leaders. And I think we have them at this church. Dixie and I are so excited about the West Huntsville Church of Christ. We've got leaders. That's why we're having a missions day today. We have leaders that want to fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord. How can we do that? Standing boldly. Every man, woman, boy, and girl standing in their place. You see, where are the spiritual giants of our day? We need individuals like Isaiah who will say, Hear my Lord, send me. Isaiah 6 and verse 8. Isaiah was a man who stood in his place. We need individuals like David who will say, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of the living God? 1 Samuel 17 verse 26. Where are the individuals today? who will stand with a sling and five smooth stones and go out and face the giants of our day, the giants of secularism, modernism, atheism, materialism, and humanism. 
Yes, we need members in the church today that are bold. And when we have boldness, that means we're unafraid. It means we know we have God on our side. God, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Where are the individuals that will go out against the Goliaths of our day? Listen to me. Goliath was, hey, he was nine feet, nine inches tall. Folks, that's pretty big. Nine, <clears throat> nine feet, nine inches tall. And here in Alabama, I'm sure Goliath, would, um, you know, if he's from Alabama, he'd, he'd, look, he'd look down at David and he said, that little old salt off nothing. <laughs> David, no doubt, looked like a little salt off nothing to this giant of a man. In fact, Goliath was upset that Saul would send David out to fight with him. But I want to tell you something. A lot of people think David went out with a, with a, with a sling and a stone and slew Goliath, that wasn't, that wasn't what enabled him to do that. For the scripture says that David went out with a, sword, with a sling and a stone and the arm of the Lord. That made the difference. Listen, West Huntsville, when we go into the mission fields of the world, let us never go out alone let us go out with the arm of Jehovah and let us conquer and defeat the enemy, which is the devil, across the landscape of this world that we live in. You know, King Saul tried to persuade David not to go out and fight. He tried to discourage him saying, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight against him for thou art but a youth and he a man of war from his youth. First Samuel 17, 33. But David says to Saul that he had slay, uh, slain a lion and a bear and that God would deliver this Philistine uh, into his hands. I love David's statement in 1 Samuel 17, 26. Listen to it. David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he would defy the armies of the living God? James, what he was saying was this. Just who does he think he is? Who does this guy think he is? David, he knew he had God on his side. And David goes out. And you know, we sing it in, in Bible school. One little stone went into the sling. The sling went round and round. One little stone went up, 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 and the giant came tumbling down. You remember those songs? But that giant came tumbling down because David had the arm of Jehovah with him. West Huntsville, let's go out and face the enemies of our day. And there are many. But let us go out with the arm of Jehovah because we will have victories if we do. Imagine the battle. <laughs> Goliath says, come on, boy. Come on, boy, you're going to die today. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beast of the field. And I can see David as he moves this way and 
I can see him move over this way. And then he moves right, he says, ah, this is just right. He puts that stone in that sling and around and around it goes. That stone goes up and bang, it hits Goliath right where it's a deadly blow. Goliath crumbles to the ground. David goes forward, not with a sword, not with a spear. He went forward with a sling in his hand. But then he goes and he gets Goliath's sword and he severs the giant's head from his body. David was the man of the hour. David stood in his place. And God used David mightily. If you, if you will stand in your place, if we will stand in our place, God will use us mightily. Where are the Nehemiahs who will say to the people, Come, let us rise up and build the walls of Jerusalem that we no longer be a reproach. You know, because Nehemiah stood in his place, because he, was, he stood in his place, he was later able to say, and James has taught this so well in our class, so built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof because the people had a mind to work. Where are the Benaiahs of our day? who will slay a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. Brothers and sisters, it's a feat to slay a lion anytime. But it's a double feat to slay a lion in the midst of a pit. Where are you going to run? But it's a triple feat to slay a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. How are you going to keep your footing? But here was a man of God who slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. Here was a man who performed a triple feat for God. Oh, West Huntsville, listen. Let's perform triple feats for God. Let's have men and women in this congregation who will step forward and slay a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. Where are the Samuels that will say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Oh, what a better world ours would be if all men everywhere would say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Where are the Gideons of our day? who will go out with a little ragtag band of 300 to fight an enemy of 135,000 of the Midianites. Oh, I love this story of Gideon. Gideon starts out with 32,000 soldiers. And God says, that's too many. Can you imagine? He's got 32,000 the enemy has 135,000, and God says, Gideon, that's too many. Yeah, I, I can just imagine Gideon saying, uh, pardon me? Uh, excuse me? Uh, what did you say? You got too many. And so God knew Israel. 
God knew that if Israel defeated 135,000 with 32,000 soldiers, they'd say, look what we did. <laughs> Boy, aren't we soldiers? Aren't we really something? He knew Israel. And he wanted Israel to know that it was him. It was Jehovah God that delivered the victory for that battle. In Judges chapter 7 and verse 3, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart once, uh, immediately, from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the 32,000, they returned home because they were fearful. That left 10,000 in his army. Now here again in Alabama, we would say it like this. There were 22,000 chickens in Gideon's army. They were chickens. They were afraid. They were fearful of the battle. But God looks at the 10,000. He says, Gideon, you got too many. Put yourself in Gideon's shoes. I could just imagine, whoa, what do you mean? I've only got 10,000 now, but, but God's going to, he's going to cut that down. Judges chapter 7, verses 4 to 7. You, the water test. You know, water is needful, but this little test showed what these people were made of. God took them down to the water to drink. Now, James and uh, Andrews and Brother Collie and I were talking at the men's breakfast about this very thing. Now, did, 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 did they lap? It says they lap like dogs. Now, did they get down and do like a push-up into the water and go like, a, like this? Or did they just reach down and, and do like this? But 300 of them lapped like dogs, and they were gone on their way. But the rest... 9,700, they come down and, and they start picnicking around the water. They're having a picnic. They're relaxing. They're taking their time. They had no idea about what war was all about. Sometimes in the church today, I mention, we are at war. And brethren will say, war? War? Are we at war? What do you mean? Listen, young people, we are at war with Satan and evil. We are soldiers. We must engage in the battle. We must engage in the war. That test showed their spiritual state. It showed their attitude. It showed that there were 9,700 taggers along. They were just tagging along without any conviction or any purpose. Hey, listen, God said, I can't use you. I can't use taggers along. West Huntsville, let us not have any that are tagging along in, in, the, in, this, uh, in this work. They acted in unity. The secret to Gideon's victory was they acted in unity. Now, the Midianites... Or, or camped in the, in the valley. Gideon puts his men around the, the top of the ridge. And, and get this picture. It's an eerie, dark night. God has put a fear in the hearts and the minds of, of the Midianites. The Midianites are sitting around a campfire telling scary stories. You ever done that? 
Oh, at church camps and, and other kind of camps, that's what we do. We sit around a campfire and tell scary stories in the eerie darkness of the night. Well, all of a sudden, the pictures break, the lights go up, there is a shout that rings out, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And it rings down through the valley. The Midianites thought that there was a thousand soldiers under every light. They begin to run and, and panic. They turn the swords on one another, their swords on each other. And then they, they took off. Get this picture. Basically, 135,000 are running for their life like scalded dogs. Uh, get this picture. 135,000 and 300 men are chasing them. <laughs> what a funny picture. If they had ever looked back, they said, wait, wait a minute. But they didn't look back. They were scared to death. Hey, wait a minute. Hold it. I think I heard somebody say Pharaoh. I'm going to have to finish this lesson. I will conclude with Judges chapter 8 and verse 4. And Gideon, I love this text. And Gideon came to the Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him. Listen to this. Faint yet pursuing them. I love this text. Gideon and his little band of soldiers, they crossed the Jordan. It says, faint, yet pursuing them. Brothers and sisters, we may be weary, we may grow faint, we may even be totally exhausted, but we've got to keep on pursuing the enemy. We've got to keep on keeping on and I hope that's the spirit and the attitude of the West Huntsville Church of Christ. God cannot and will not use the faint-hearted. We need boldness. We need to be unashamed. We need to be committed to Christ. Remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't forget Paul's exhortation. Uh, Paul said, watch. He said to the Corinthians, and I, I want to end with this. He said, watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. So West Huntsville, I say to you, watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. And let all that you do be done in love. Now, there may be someone here this morning that needs to obey the gospel of Christ. Maybe you're not a Christian and you need to become one. Let me tell you this. If, you're, if you've never been baptized into Christ, and I say this with love, I say this with love, you're lost. And you're on your way to destruction and eternal damnation. You can't go to heaven without Jesus. People say, well, in the judgment day, in the judgment day, I, I, Jesus is going to have mercy. No, we're living in mercy right now. We've got mercy and grace right now. And God says that he wants us to accept his son. It's, have you, do you have the blood of Jesus working in your life? You come in contact with that blood in the waters of baptism. Hey, listen, 
They, the, the kids say this all the time, you know, uh, what, what's a wasted life, a, a bad life is to die and not go to heaven. When you die, are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? That is your decision. Heaven has done all things in order that you might be saved. If you go to hell, you'll have no one to blame but yourself. God and Christ, they've done their part. They're waiting on your response to them. Will you come to them? Now, there may be some individuals here that you have... (laughs) You've been ashamed. You've been unashamed. You've not been unashamed. You've not been standing boldly in your place. Maybe you need to, to come and say, Oh, God, have mercy on me. I haven't been standing in my place. I haven't been saying, Hear my Lord, send me. I haven't been saying, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me and let me be restored to, to service in your kingdom. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.